Hey everyone, and thanks for joining us for the third episode of Let's Talk Touchdowns, your weekly dose of American football from me, Morgan Edwards, and as ever, the man himself, K. Ryan Hines. doing man i'm not too bad thanks how are you doing yourself oh yeah well it's mixed bag mixed bag i'm yeah. excited that we had another good week of the nfl but the saints lost last night didn't they so uh yeah. a little shocking bit disappointed about that well, pardon shocking loss yeah i don't really understand how it happened to be honest mm. the start of um drew Brees not throwing over 20 yards was pretty that shocked me to be honest yeah he's He's not that type of QB that just throws a ball to gain a couple of yards. He he's not afraid to go long. But you said uh, Michael Thomas is out. Mm-hmm. What happened to him? Was it this week or last week? I think it was in between the the, the two weeks. I think mm. um, actually he might have been ruled out in the game in week in the previous week in week two. No, week one. What week are we on now? This is week two. Yeah, yeah. week one. <laughs> um, they all seem yeah. the same. Yeah. So the, oh, they obviously struggled a little bit without him, but I mean, Kamara got more snaps and he played really well. And it wasn't like it was like a blowout, you know, like the Saints couldn't score points. Like, mm. what was the final score in the end? It was something like uh, 34 24. Yeah. So it's I, not like the Raiders don't, I mean, the Saints don't have other wide receivers. They have a good core of wide receivers. Yeah, we've got obviously Emmanuel Sanders and Tracon mm. Smith, but I think there's obviously when you've got possibly the best wide receiver in the league and then he's out, you're going to perhaps change your methods a little bit, I think. Because um, that's his go-to guy, isn't it? Uh, that's Michael Thomas is Drew Brees' go-to guy, you know, so if he's not there... Do you trust the other wide receivers there? Like... Well, no, I do trust them, obviously. They, you know, they played well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also got Jared Cook, who's who's a strong tight end for them, and, and he scored a touchdown. But, you know, I, I think when you take your, your most important and favourite target out, then obviously something's going to change a little bit. But I wouldn't say that was the reason why they lost. I think the Raiders just played well. I don't think we can take yeah, anything away from them. Josh Jacobs, again, he kind of went off. Mm. Uh, I think he's going to be the McCaffrey of the Raiders just because they trust him so much and he's res- he gets those results. Yeah, and, and why wouldn't they trust him when he's mm. when he's playing the way he is? And this is obviously only his, his second year, so he's only going to get... Know better and better isn't it's it it's a lot of pressure to put on a second year but at the same time he loves it he's, mm. he's obviously thriving and all good for him mm. because he had a really good season as well last year didn't he and then yeah, he sec- did, to be fair. yeah. and second year is usually the year where these players kind of find their stride you know yeah, get going because yeah because Kamara and Michael Thomas obviously they both had good first seasons um but their second season they want to leaps and bounds then you know um some crazy games this week though wasn't there um, I'm mad. It's just it's just the same again where there's so many games went down to the wire. So you've mm. got just looking at the scores right now and, and Browns Bengals. That was a Thursday night football game, wasn't it? That was a pretty yeah. opening, pretty good opening game for the week. Yeah. So that was thirty-five um, thirty. Jarvis Landry and uh, Odell Beckham played a bit better that mm. game, I thought. Yeah, it was good to see uh, Odell Beckham Jr. actually getting some some more action. He and he got that amazing touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Um, it was a really nice catch, to be fair. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting as well, wasn't it, to see um, this kind of the battle of the f- overround, uh, overall sorry, first round picks. Uh, so you had Joe Burrow this year's first round um, versus yeah. 
Baker Mayfield three years ago. How do you think Joe Burrow played? Yeah, I think he's doing all right, you know. I don't think mm. we often see quarterbacks in their first season do as well as he's doing right now, I'd say. Yeah, to be fair, I, could, I was pretty impressed with him. Especially yeah. um, coming off the back of last game, because I don't think he played amazingly. He didn't play awful, mm. but that can really seriously knock your confidence. But it didn't seem to affect him at all, really. Yeah, and listening to some of the commentary when, when I was watching the highlights of that game, mm. and they were saying how you know some of the things he's doing they're not um they're not difficult things such as them his main target is is um is being covered and uh, like a, a linebacker i think was rushing yeah. him and he threw it to his second receiver and obviously that's not a difficult thing to do but you often find that rookies panic in those situations yeah, and throw it away really or take the sack yeah so he's not doing that at the minute which i think is pretty impressive i think he's going to turn out pretty all right you know and the bengal's really need that because um they have a re- they have AJ uh, Green. I completely forgot about him because he was out all mm. last season, wasn't he? And the season before as well. Yeah. I think he's been out for a mm. while. But he's one of the when he was in his prime, he was one of the best there because he's really tall but fast as well. Mm. Yeah, good I mean, hands. they've got a good they've got a decent team over mm. in Cincinnati now because Joe Mixon, you know, he's a pretty solid running back. You know, not the best, he is, but he's he he's all right. He does what he should do, and he does it decently. So. Yeah, I'm glad to see Nick Chubb got a good game this mm. week. Because he's, he's in my fantasy team and he was kind of disappointing last week. I think he only scored yeah. like five points for me last week, whereas he got about 25 this week. So mm. I'm very pleased that he's getting more action. And it was it was good that he was splitting the snaps with Kareem Hunt, but both yeah, of them were doing well. Evenly now. Yeah, I don't know why it was kind of one-sided with Kareem Hunt last no. week. Because I think Nick Chubb's just as good or better, personally. Yeah, Nick Chubb's definitely number one back there, isn't he? You know, And he deserves to be it. He's been... He, put work in last season and mm. he's amazing yeah 100 percent. and there's been um some other crazy games this week let, let me just uh many other crazy games. yeah i know um the one i'm looking at right now is the uh, the dolphins bills game that was interesting yeah, that was, was. 28 31 so that's obviously a divisional matchup in mm. the afc east um that's i think the it's the bills division for the taking now with with perhaps the result over in uh in seattle that we'll talk about in, in a little bit but um yeah, twenty eight thirty one. These these dolphins are doing all right, you know. Obviously, they've lost. They are. Yeah, they've lost their first two games, but they're scoring some points. Yeah, and it it was. It's not like it was a blowout both times. It they they're doing pretty all right. Compare mm. if it compare them to last season, it's it's quite a nice change to see them actually like giving up a contest or giving some um, challenge to them. Especially yeah. with uh, Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, he's he's actually all right for an oldie. Yeah, exactly, and I think you know this, this Dolphins team—they're not—they're not going to do anything special this year. You know, no, they're no. not going to make the playoffs. But it's nice to see them actually competitive now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And did they change much of their team? I can't really. Um, obviously, they've been quite high up in the draft mm. order these last few years, being consistently at one of the bottom teams. So I think it's probably one of those. I can't name too many players. Obviously, you got to a to a Gliova, I think yeah. something if that's how you pronounce it. Um, he'll be joining. Well, he'll he'll be starting. Sorry, um, pretty soon I reckon. Um, but Fitz Fitz Magic, like you say, he's not doing too badly. Not doing he's too not. badly. He, he, I think he's going to play the role of Tyrod Taylor over there, where he changes yeah. the QBs because he's been around the league, hasn't he? Now. Yeah, he has. He has. Uh, I think Dolphins have definitely leapfrogged the Jets in that division, and uh, the Jets yeah. are by far. Again, I said it last <laughs> week, and I said it again. The the other worst. Yeah. team in the NFL this year without a doubt I think so, yeah. 
They lost to the uh, the 49ers, and like pretty much every single player on the 49ers team got injured. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised they had a team left, to be honest. I know. If we just look at the stats now, all, all the guys injured, Raheem Mostert out with a knee, Jimmy G out with an ankle sprain, Nick Bosa tore his ACL, Richard Sherman would, was already out before that game. Yeah. And they had a bunch of other injuries of, of players that I didn't necessarily recognise, and they still beat the Jets. What was it? Um, let me just have a, have a look here. So it's 13-31 to the 49ers. So the, there's something seriously wrong in the Jets right now. There is, and they lost um, their best safety, Jamal Adams, as well. Mm, yeah. And over the Seahawks, and if... I, I just don't know what they need. They need a whole new... Yeah, a whole new team. Because um, Robbie Anderson, their wide receiver as well, what's happened to him? Um, he's <coughs> gone somewhere else. I think he's gone... To the Panthers, I think. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but no, he's definitely gone. I think Panthers, yeah. Colts, one of them, one of those teams. Jags. So he lost no, two maybe. stars, one on offense and one on defense, and you haven't really, haven't yeah. really helped yourself anyway at all. And Lev Bell has had no impact there, and he's injured now yeah. anyway. Um, he's out for the season, I think. The amount of injuries coming out of this week and last week is it's insane, isn't it? Yeah. I think obviously that goes to show how big. Of an impact that preseason has, you know, we yeah, kind of really think does. of preseason as something that doesn't really matter that much, you know, because the games they're friendly. Mm. It's just the time when the rookies start playing. It's the time for the teams to kind of narrow their their squad down to the to yeah. the fifty four man roster, I think it is. Um, but obviously, it's, it's showing that you know these experienced dudes, these these veterans, they need a run out as well. Yeah, they really do, and it's um, it's a shame to see how many injuries they've got, and they're not minor injuries either; they're quite serious. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K. Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. Okay, I think it's time now for our first feature of the week, Let's Talk Touchdowns. Uh, we introduced this feature last week, and I hope you enjoyed it if you listened to that episode. But this is the feature where Kay and I will introduce or we'll tell you guys about um, our favourite touchdowns for the weekend. So you guys at home can just go and check it out if you're, if you're wanting to get into the sport or just see some really good plays. So, uh, Kay, would you like to give us your touchdown for the week? I would love to, Morgie. Uh, I think mine has to be Raheem Mostert just because he broke um, the NFL, one of the NFL records for the last two years. He ran 23 miles per hour, which is the fastest in the last two years. So that's faster than um, Tyreek Hill. And that just blew me away because I saw he was fast, but I didn't see it. I didn't realise he was that fast. And it was a good, it was like their first or second play from the um, kickoff, like 10 seconds into the game. Um, that was for the forty nineers. So, yeah. yeah, that's my. That has to take it away from me. Twenty three miles an hour. Twenty three miles an hour. We said it last week, didn't we? Because he he yeah. ran twenty two miles an hour, and I said he would have yeah. got a speeding <laughs> ticket. He definitely would have got a speeding yeah. ticket. Twenty three. It's not even in the ten percent margin. If that is even a thing, twenty three miles an hour is ridiculously fast. It is absolutely insane, and that means he's he's faster than Tyreek Hill, as I said. And I want to see what Tyreek Hill's response is because yeah. do you remember last season? Um, I can't remember. It might have been Miko Hardman um, was having a touchdown for the uh, Chiefs. And then, yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill just ran past him to make yeah. sure that he was still the fastest. Yeah, he just caught up to him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that's insane. Well, he ran past him. Yeah. But imagine someone running at you at 23 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, that's what I mean. Imagine that's someone scary. running along the road at 23 miles an hour. They might even knock you back to get in that first. Yeah, I, I would be terrified, honestly, yeah, if someone's running at me 23 miles an hour. Yeah. 
Okay, so my touchdown for the week was um, a guy I hadn't even heard of before. It was his, uh, it was his second game in the NFL. He's a rookie, and it was his first touchdown uh, in the league. So that was number 13 of the Buffalo Bills, Gabriel Davis. And it was uh, Josh Allen was under a bit, a bit of pressure. He ran out um, from the scrimmage, from the pocket, and uh, he threw it. And Gabriel Davis kind of caught it in, in a diving motion, both hands outstretched uh, in the corner of the end zone. On the back of the end zone, rather. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive. I thought that, that really took the lead for the Buffalo Bills against the Dolphins. And I thought that was um, a pretty impressive way to, to, to grab your first touchdown in the league. Yeah, it's a pretty good way to say I'm in the NFL now. Look at me. Yeah. Because um, diving touchdowns aren't easy at the best of times. Even some veterans uh, don't keep hold of the ball when they um, hit the ground. So it's pretty good from him to uh, kind of say, this is what I do. Look at me now. Yeah, hundred percent. Because we were talking about um, DeAndre Swift last week, weren't we? And he dropped um, uh, as his rookie rookie season, um, and he dropped a ball in the end zone uh, for the Lions to lose that game. That would have won them the game if he caught that ball and he yeah. dropped it, didn't we? Game winning touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. So it shows that obviously this wasn't necessarily a game winning one. Uh, the Bills won the ge- that game in the end, and this is where they mm. retook the lead. But it shows that rookies can handle the pressure when when they need to. Yeah. It, I think it just comes down to the moment, you know, the what what pressure is on you at that time, and can you just perform or can you just choke? And um, like the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> you can <just laughs> choke sometimes. Yeah, I think that leads perfectly then to talk about. I think the game of the week, which yeah, was uh, the Cowboys Falcons. That was uh, forty points to thirty nine in favor of the Cowboys. That was just an insane game. That was yeah absolutely insane game the Cowboys were playing awfully to start with to be honest. yeah uh, I think what was the score at the beginning is something like it wasn't as it wasn't as big of a lead as the Falcons had in the Super Bowl against the Patriots a few years no. ago but it was of that kind of caliber so I think they were something like 20 points ahead it was something like 23 points to mm. three or 24 points to seven or something like that it was a big lead and that was up, <clears throat> that was up until the third quarter or something wasn't it yeah something like that third or second quarter yeah can't, we obviously can't remember the the precise facts in our head because we're literally watching like eight games at once <laughs> on these games are on that way but yeah so the cowboys won that game 40 points to 39 and i think the cowboys offense once they get going it shows yeah. that how unstoppable they are it really does because um both dak and zeke were playing awfully uh, didn't zeke drop the ball twice in the first quarter i wouldn't surprise me and um i'm pretty sure Dak got intercepted twice mm. as well in the first mm. quarter. So that, that goes to show how terribly they were playing. And that gave the um, Falcons a nice, comfortable two or three possessions. No, they did. They turned it over twice because um, in the first quarter, the Cowboys turned it over twice because Dak dropped the ball twice. Mm. I mean, um, Zeke dropped the ball twice. And so the Falcons quite easily gained a lead. But then, as you said, once the... Um, the offense started going it was hard to kind of stop them and it, it really came down to the wire yeah because i have Dak prescott as my fancy quarterback and at the beginning he was on minus points because he said of those those turnovers and i was like yeah. oh god here we go i'm gonna lose again this week he ended up with something like 30 odd points because he yeah he i'm had, pretty sure it was 38 or something yeah because he passed he had a passing touchdown and he ran three touchdowns in himself i think it was three two or three just because yeah. they, you know, they worked Zeke helped them work their way up to the red zone, and he just ran those those balls in, and like you said, it came down to the wire. So it was forty points to thirty nine. So they had an onside kick, didn't they? Recover the onside kick, 
and got um was it a field oh, goal to win the game? Kick was mad. Yeah. Yeah, because um all they needed to get um was in field goal range and they yeah. got within touchdown range. They got uh, to the red zone or close to the red yeah. zone. And by that time there was there wasn't that much time on the clock, but there was enough time for them to have a couple um attempts again at touchdown mm. and then obviously kick the field goal to uh, gain the four, uh, three extra points to put them to four uh, put them at 40 39 and i just remember watching and being like is this actually happening like, yeah it is when do like, onside kicks ever actually work you know i know and there were quite a few this week wasn't there yeah there were a couple I'm... but only only this one's the only this one was the only one that was successful i think mm. Because um, there was one in the Dolphins Bills game as well, and we thought, "Oh my God, are the Dolphins going to do it?" Just what yeah, the Cowboys have done. But um, we got an interesting. It was a special onside kick as well because they um, the kicker didn't use like any. They didn't use a tee, did he? Yeah, he didn't use a tee. No. He just um, kicked the ball so it span a lot, mm. and because of how unpredictable the movement of an American football is, mm-hmm. um, for an onside kick, it has to travel ten yards before. Any, anyone can touch it. Yeah, I think so. anyone can touch it. Well, I don't know because I thought it was just the the kicking team could touch it, yeah. but then the receiving team just didn't seem they to didn't touch it at all. So it must be uh, it has to travel ten yards before anyone can touch it. And um, for the most part, onside kicks they kick it either end over end, so it bounces really high, mm. or in this case they um, kick it. I don't know. I didn't even know how. It's it a it. in rugby we call span. it. Yeah, in rugby we call it a grubber kick. It's like across, across, just straight across the floor, with it all hoping that the bounce will be in favour yeah. of of the, of the team kicking it. Um, but, yeah, um, but because of uh, how much spin was on it, it made up the uh, ten yards, mm. and then the Cowboys. Um, they managed to salvage it. it. Yeah, oh, we got an interesting fact from our fant- from a guy in our fantasy, uh, Chris in our fantasy league. He he messaged us saying. Um, before that Falcons loss, uh, teams with at least 39 points and no turnovers were 440 for zero, as in every team that has had 39 points and no turnovers, 440 times have won the game and zero times have lost that game until the Falcons lost that game to the Cowboys. Aww. That's insane. It's becoming it a meme now, like Falcons yeah. blowing massive leads. Because they had they had such a comfortable lead. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Antonio Jones, did he drop another touchdown pass? Yeah, he did. Uh, was it a touchdown pass or was um, it just? Um... I think it was just a, it was just an open pass, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but no, he definitely dropped easy, it, didn't he? Easy catch because he had a he had a massive touchdown um, lost catch last year as well. Mm. And Antonio Jones is one of the best in the league. Yeah, and I, I I'm not sure what's happening there. Calvin Ridley's outperforming him a little bit, I'd say. He is, because that was one of my um, second touchdowns, uh, second favourite touchdowns, because mm. um, it was a hard throw to catch, and then he caught it, and he also kept his toes inbound. And I really like that too. I really like Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he's, he's a good talent, isn't he? Because this is his second yeah. or third year. I can't remember. Mm. We're, not, we're not doing very well with precise facts today, are we? But at <laughs> no, least not... at least we've got some kind of gist going on. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's um, only been in the league a few years and he, he's shown that he, he could be one of the future stars, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because um, as Julio Jones is getting older, he's obviously not as um, good as he was, but he's still very, very good, so... Mm. It'll be interesting to see over the next few years and if Julio Jones stays there and if he stays number one or if Calvin really surpasses him. I think mm-hmm. that'll be a nice little battle between the two. Yeah, 100%. Um, another game that I wanted to talk about 
is the Cardinals uh, against the football team, the Washington football team. The Cardinals are doing all right. Obviously, you know, the Washington football team isn't that good, but to beat them 30 points to 15, I think the Cardinals are showing they're actually a, a decent outfit this year. Yeah, they are. Um, DeAndre Hopkins kind of showed out again. And um, I'm I'm looking at Kyler Murray and being like, okay, you know, I, yeah. I see you, I see you. Yeah, he's not having. He's not necessarily replicating what Lamar Jackson did last year, but he's not far off in the sense of he he's he's gone from stride to stride this season. You know. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd see him closer to the likes of um, Russell Wilson a bit. He kind of reminds me of a Russell yeah. Wilson, the way he throws and runs. He's not as as you said. He's not the runner um, Lamar Jackson is, no. but um, he kind of reminds me of. Wilson a bit. So. Mm. Yeah, Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, that kind of that kind yeah. of player. Yeah. Well, maybe not Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers doesn't run as much as um, Wilson. But... No, but I guess like running out of the pocket a bit, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. I, I I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah, it was a it was a good game. I think. Um, what are they two and zero now? Yeah, two and zero because they beat the 49ers last week. Mm. Did they even go? Two wins on a row last year. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't think remember. it's a strong start. For them, you know? Yeah, very good. Well, very strong start. Um, speaking of strong starts, obviously the Chiefs and Ravens, the two best teams in the AFC, yeah. they both won their second match of the season. So the Chiefs is quite close though. Chiefs beat the Chargers twenty three points was, to twenty. Ravens uh, beat the, the Chargers Texans. Were, the Chargers were winning as well to, be, uh, to start with. The yeah, they, I think they got the t- first touchdown of the match, didn't they? Yeah, first two. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a closer game than the Chiefs would like, but they've always yeah. kind of been at odds with the Chiefs, haven't they? Mm. I've found because they're sorry, the Chargers. The Chiefs have been at odds with the Chargers because a, a few, I think, was it two years ago, and they had to play when the Chargers were really good. And Melvin Gordon was at his best, yeah. and they had to play them in in one of the, the playoff games, and that was a high scoring match, wasn't it? I think yeah, this it was kind a close of game. yeah, because they're in the same division, aren't they? I think mm. Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, and Broncos are in the AFC West, aren't they? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then like then I said, the Ravens Texans. I thought that'd be a closer game than it was, to be honest. Yeah, the Texans aren't a terrible team, but I guess the Ravens just um, outshone them, just showing it's, their absolute class. Yeah, it's tough for the Texans, isn't it? Because Deshaun Watson is amazing, but he just doesn't have anyone to help him out now. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is gone, and he's he's running around looking for someone to pass it to, and there's just no one there. <laughs> it's just a bit sad to see. Yeah. He is he is a top caliber quarterback, but with no one to pass it to. As we saw with Drew Brees, if if you don't trust your wide receivers, if you haven't got a solid wide receiver, which DeAndre Hopkins was for the Texans, then they they're not confident enough to throw it, not mm. confident to push the boat out. So it's yeah, it's interesting. It's good for the, the the Texans in the sense that he's not trying to force the passes. You know, yeah, he's not trying yeah. to he's create something that's not there. there. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, that's one easy way to lose the game is forcing something that's really not there. Because um, especially when you're going up a, as a, against a good defence like the Ravens, they'll pick you off more times than they won't. So mm-hmm. it's best just to not throw the ball or just kind of run it, which I think he tried to do. But again, the Ravens just shut him down. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, the Texans have had two, you know, the two best teams in the AFC. Mm. They've played them, so they played the Chiefs the first week, they played the Ravens the second week. But it's kind of weird. Win. No, exactly. But it's interesting to see at the minute, like the Texans are the bottom of the AFC South. Mm. That's that's yeah, kind of mad to see. About that. No, so you've got Titans, Colts, and Jags are all above them, and we'll get to the Titans, Jags mm. bit in a, in a minute in in our later feature. But it's just mad to see. You just look at that division and just see the Texans at the bottom. Like, what on earth is going on? Yeah, it is. And um, 
I remember watching the Ravens game and there was a uh, play where Lamar Jackson was getting rushed and he was looking for someone downfield but couldn't see them but he was just juking everyone he was breaking yeah. everyone's ankles and he was just mad because I was I was literally like just throw the ball just throw it all because he was going further back from scrimmage but um, he he just couldn't get tackled and it's just that's just Lamar Jackson for you you can't you can't tackle him yeah he missed they he made two or three people miss big tackles and that would have been a big loss um, if they sacked him but he just he just didn't get tackled and it's good to see that look, obviously Lamar Jackson wasn't like a one year mm. um, player in the sense of you know he did, he did amazing yeah. last year as the MVP last year so it's good to see that he's still continuing that form this year and it wasn't just a, yeah, a one hit wonder you know mm. um, I'm just checking the, the week three schedule now and Texans have got the Steelers next week so it's not even like they've got a nice game next week with the Steelers being you know one of the best defences in the league right now they and I was just looking at the Seahawks as well, to be honest, because they had they haven't had an easy run the first two weeks either. With um, and next week, I think they have the Packers, don't they? Uh, Cowboys. They got the Cowboys they next week. Cowboys. That'd be an interesting matchup. That will be an interesting mm. matchup. Well, um, with how the Cowboys are playing, it's completely unpredictable. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think it's time now for our second feature of the week. Another one which we introduced last week, which is what on earth is a down. What on earth is a down? It's that time of the week where Kay and I uh, introduce like a concept, a, a position, a player, something like that, just to get you listeners at home a little bit up to speed with what the NFL is. Because we are saying you know, it's a complicated sport. We are confused as hell when we started watching it. Um, so this week we're going we're gonna to explain the concept of the offense versus the defense. Because if you think about normal sport, rugby, football, netball, you know, you've got one team on the pitch versus another team on the pitch. Whereas American football is different. You've got your offense, you've got your defense, and you've got your special teams. And the offense and defense don't mix, do they? So for the Saints, for example, you have the offense, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, and they are never on the pitch, really, at the same time as people like Lattimore and Marcus Williams, the, the safeties, the part of the defense. So, Kay, do you want to take it away with the offense? What does the offense do? Uh, the offense is um, <clears throat> kind of goal is to get the uh, get the ball down to the opponent's end zone, and um, they can do that either by throwing the ball or running the ball. Mm-hmm. And the um, the quarterbacks in charge of that. So you'll you'll have a uh, quarterback uh, kind of calling plays and telling the whole team where they're going, what he intends to do. You'll have some wide receivers, tight ends that all usually catch the ball and block. And um, you'll have a running back in the back of the field, which will either block or run the ball, or even catch the ball sometimes. And just in front of the quarterback, you'll have a line of offensive linemen to um, protect the quarterback. And the kind of goal there for the offense is to move down the field from their own half to the opponent's half and hopefully score a touchdown or a field goal. Yeah, definitely. And... um... There, there, all these positions are, are fundamental positions on the pitch, aren't they? You know, no. Obviously, you've got the quarterbacks the most important, but if your O line is no good and they can't protect the quarterback, then you won't that... have any time to throw the ball. Exactly. Or kind of look to um, his receivers to see which are open or which can get the most open. Yeah, and in the way that the offense wants to score, the defense wants to stop the offense from scoring. So Tell when me about that one, <laughs> I will, I will. So when obviously you've got the offense for one team is on, so against them is the defense. 
So, for example, um, we had the, the Raiders, the Saints. So when the Saints' offense is on, the Raiders' defense would be on and vice versa. So the, the aim of the defense is, like I said, to just stop the offense from scoring and hopefully turn the ball over so that their offense can then come on. So the defense, you've got the defensive line. They are the guys that are battling out in the scrimmage against the offensive lineman that you just mentioned, Kay. And their kind of goal is to stop the run or to tackle the quarterback and get a sack. But then if they don't succeed, you've got the linebackers and the secondary. So you've got the um, the safeties and the cornerbacks. And their kind of role is to first and foremost tackle the, the, the guys receiving the ball. But if possible, intercept the ball and then turn over. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much kind of simple in terms of offense trying to score, defense trying to stop them from scoring. Um, Kay, do you want to jump in a little bit on uh, on special teams? We haven't we haven't got that uh, down, but we that's an important part of it as well, isn't it? Yeah, the um, special teams usually comes on for punt. Is it only punt kicks really? Uh, punts and kickoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So a special teams job is. Um, kind of to return the ball um, from punt or kickoff and um, usually if you're on the receiving team which is essentially the offense in that scenario the ball will be kicked to you and you'll either receive the well you will receive the ball and you have the chance to either run it back and see how far you can get and if Mm -hmm. you get all the way then that's an amazing feat if you uh, decide to just catch the ball and um kind of not run it back then wherever you catch the ball you that is where you'll start for um, your reference yeah and it's um, always an exciting time to see when a punt is returned um, all the way because for the most part you'll have to run the, close to 100 yards hmm. and um, running 100 yards through 11 players isn't easy yeah 100 percent. and you've got the kind of electric players from the offense on that special teams usually because mm. the special teams is a mix of the offense and the defense and so you've got players like your Tyreek kill or your, your tyler lockett they're the guys that are mm. going to receive the ball and trying try to make that or, play um, cordero patson one of the best uh, punt returners in the league i think yeah who's he play for He's at the Bears at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, that was our second What on Earth is Dan. So I hope that has cleared up a little bit in terms of the offense, defense, and special teams and why they're they're separate. Um, I just want to talk a little bit more about week two in terms of the injuries then because we talked we touched on it a little bit earlier but it's been a purge on players this this week isn't it just look at some of yeah you just look at some of these names cam Akers, the the rookie running back he's out with a rib Devontae adams Mm. out with a hamstring tired taylor that's a big one for the packers yeah because they're obviously he's pretty much the only guy that aaron Rodgers has got to throw to like alan lazard you know he's he's a rookie, but he can't fill Devonte Adams' shoes. No, I don't think anyone can. And it's really no. lucky for Devonte Adams because he was out a lot last season with a toe injury. Yeah, and um, another one that's close to your heart, Kay, is uh, Saquon mm. Barkley. He's torn his ACL. I know it's really unlucky for him because he was again he was out last season with a knee injury, and it just goes to show how important. Uh, preseason is because you'll pick up these kind of niggling injuries and. Um, you'll have the chance to either run it out or kind of get it seen to before it gets any worse. And mm. It's really unfortunate for the, the whole roster. Well, yeah, the whole roster of injured players we see before us. Yeah, and um, I think Christian McCaffrey's out with an ankle injury as well. So That's a these... big, big detriment to uh, the 49ers. I mean, not the 49ers. <laughs> the Panthers. The Panthers <laughs> yeah. Because um, 
they don't really they don't really do anything except run the ball these days. I know, and I feel bad for fancy owners because Christian McCaffrey was pretty much the first pick in every league. Mm. Saquon Barkley was pretty much the second pick in every league. So if you're one or two and you were second in the draft order, yeah. weren't you? You yeah. pretty much got your best right. player out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, he, that's a, out for the season. Um, McCaffrey might be able to come back, but we'll just have to wait. Yeah, I, th- I don't think his ankle injury is too intense. It's not mm. it's certainly not as bad as a torn ACL like but like he'll Barkley. He'll be out for a good uh, proportion of the season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, what uh, Saquon Barkley? No, um, oh, Chris McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, I was gonna say, but Barkley's out for the whole season, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, He's ruled out he ain't for... coming back. <laughs> a torn ACL is nasty. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, so it's time now for for my favourite part of the week, uh, feature number three, Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week, where every week Kay and I will talk about the games from the previous week that we've tried to predict, and we'll we'll introduce some more games for the following week, which we're trying to see how many we can get right each week. Essentially, isn't it? Wow, that's a wild card. That is a wild card. You're going to have to justify that one. I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the package. It's going to be the package. It has to be. There's there's no doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. Oh, I'm I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Okay, so for week two, the, th- the three games that I wanted us to predict were Jags at the Titans, Lions at the Packers, and Patriots at the Seahawks. Now, uh, the first result from those three games was Jags at the Titans, and that was a close game, wasn't it? It was 33 points to 30 in favour of the Titans, and uh, Gardner Minshew almost clawed it back for the, for the Jags. Yeah, he, I was really impressed with how he played, to be honest, for um, second year again. He... Um... He was doing a bit of Minshew magic again, and um, like uh, Lamar Jackson, he was quite hard to tackle mm. at times, and um, he was quite accurate with his throne as well. I was sure. So yeah, it was, it was good to see. It's quite nice seeing that the to see the Jags playing pretty well because there was literally kind of I don't know it's, with the Jags before the season started, they just lost so many of their players. Like Yannick and Gakway had gone, AJ Boy is now gone, mm. Jalen Ramsey went last season. Um, Leonard Fournette went just before Leonard the season Fournette, started. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just been Those a massive big. big um, Go on. <laughs> <laughs> These were kind of big, like takeaways from them as well. Because if you're getting rid of half of your or most of your star players on offense, and you're not really um, bringing in new players, then it'd be you're making it a lot harder for yeah. yourself. But they obviously didn't do too badly this this week. No, they're, obviously they're still, you know, only losing that game by three points. They're, they're definitely making life a little bit difficult for themselves by going down so much. But I think that's obviously product of the fact that they've lost so many of their star players on defense, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah so... Instead uh, of um, kind of rookie quarterback. Yeah, because it's his uh, second year now, isn't it, Gardner Minshew? So he's um, yeah. he's definitely got some, some more games in terms of building on his experience a little bit more. But he's still doing well. He's still doing well. Yeah, um, he is, he is. So I went for the Titans and you went for the Jags for that game, didn't didn't we? So um, I got that one right, you got that one wrong, but it's not all doom and gloom for you at the minute because we both got the next <laughs> one right, which was the yeah. Packers against the Lions. So that was a blowout really, wasn't it? It was 42 points to 21 yeah, in favour of the Packers. Mm, at the start of the uh, game, the Lions kind of took off good because they were two touchdowns up, weren't they? Two mm-hmm. up. Yeah, they were. And um, the Packers kind of brought it back and we were saying um, during the game, was it a 
a strong start from the Lions or a weak start from the uh, Packers? Yeah, and we were kind of seeing a little bit of both. I think it took a little while for the Packers mm. to get into that game, but I think we can't deny that this Lions offense is, is still pretty decent. Yeah, it's one to be um, contested with, you know, definitely. Mm. But I think this year the Packers are just very, very strong. So yeah. Be, um, I'm excited to see what Aaron Rodgers can do. Yeah. How far he'll take them. Be interesting to see if they can carry this form on though without without Devonte Adams for however yeah, long definitely. he's there. Yeah. So I got that one right, and you got that one right as well because we both went for the Packers. So so far I'm two for two. You're one for two. But you got this next one right, and I got this next one wrong. Didn't didn't we? So that was Seahawks. I um, love teams. <laughs> uh, the Seahawks against the Patriots. Uh, this is my first. The first one I've got wrong so far. Um, mm-hmm. First so, many, first many, don't we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so, uh, so the Seahawks beat the Patriots 35 points to 30 in Seattle. Um, that I was a really good game. Yeah, I didn't catch the game, obviously, because it was, um, I think it's like 20 past one on Sunday night, wasn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, the Seahawks proving that they are one of the best teams in the NFC right now. I'm telling you, Russell Wilson is going off. He's he, This is his season. Yeah, MVP. Cam got two um, Russian touchdowns, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so that's already three for the season. Yeah, so Patriots are, are still they're adapting to that Cam Newton style, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. But I think um, he, he's fitting quite nicely into it because it's nice to see, as we said last week, that they aren't forcing him to be um, kind of a system QB. They're still allowing him to be hmm. the Cam Newton that, they, that we've seen at the... Um, Panthers. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, I think there's a bright future ahead for the Patriots with with Cam Newton for sure. Um, so just around that 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 the week two results up then for for this predictions for the week. So uh, I got two for two, sorry two for three, and you got two for three. So that takes our tally up. I'm on five for six, and you're on four for six. Yeah, brilliant. That leads us perfectly now then to to Kay. What are the three games that we're predicting for week three? Okay, so um, we got the Houston Texans versus Pittsburgh Steelers. I um, I did Ooh. just change my mind on that, you know. So did you? Okay, what were I you did going? have the Houston Texans now. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm thinking of Steelers, you know. Yeah. Just because now that we were talking about the um, lack of like wide receivers for um, the Texans, I mm-hmm. think that they have it because. They they have a nice core of wide receivers and running backs with James Connor of course, mm-hmm. and um, as we saw both this week and last week, the Steelers' defense is actually really strong. Yeah, it's one of the best so, in the league, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's one. It's not to be messed with. So I think I'm gonna have to go Steelers for that one. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, oh, that's difficult. I'm. It is difficult. It's, my, it's gonna be a close one. My brain is telling me Steelers. But part of me thinks this is where the Texans get their first one of the season. Because I don't think that the Texans are a 0-3 and three team. So I think this might be the game where they get... But am I going to go for it? I, I can't decide. Um, you know what? I'm not sure. All in, Texans winning this game. Okay, it's going to be a good one, I can tell you that. It's mm. going to be a good one. Then for my uh, next one, I've got the Arizona Cardinals versus Detroit Lions. Um, I'm I'm going with the Cardinals, you know, just because they're looking actually pretty strong. I know they um was it the Jets they had? No, it was the Washington. The uh, Washington right. football team, yeah. Um. So, but Kyler Murray's looking alright, and Matt Stafford he, he's looking good again. So I think it's going to be a close one, but just because of kind of the 
what the Cardinals are two and zero, and mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, what are they? Zero uh, two, two, I think. Zero two. two. And so I think I, I'm I think it's going to be a really close game. Yeah, I think I'm going to go um, the Cardinals for that one. That's interesting. You're picking some really interesting games right now, and I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so the Lions are own too, but I've been I've been talking about them. I've been hyping them up all season and mm. before the season started. You have, you have. So I'm going to have to go the Lions. Uh, I'm hoping that Kenny Golladay is back by then. I know I mention him every week, but <laughs> he's the, he's the star player. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I, I'm going to go for the Lions for that one. I think the Cardinals are a good team. Um but I think my, Matt Stafford might show Kyler Murray up a little bit this this game. That's what I'm hoping. I'm not, I'm not I'm maybe confident. the experience. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Lions, and I'm enjoying this so far because so mm. two games in, and we've picked two separate teams. So yeah. what is game number three? And I've just changed my mind again. Oh, so, uh, okay. I have the New Orleans Saints versus Green Bay Packers. Oh, and oh, I did oh. have the New Orleans Saints down, but mm. oh, I'm thinking Packers. You know, just because. Again, if you haven't got them um, trusted wide receivers, and we saw how Breed's played this week, mm. I'm I'm Packers. But again, uh, we have Devonte Adams out, so it's going to be a mad close game. I think it's going to be a high scoring one, and they're going to um, look to their running backs to do most of the scoring. That's really interesting, actually, aren't they? Because the the Packers mm. and the Packers, the Seahawks, and the the Saints, three best teams in the NFC, I think. But then if you compare the Packers and the Saints, you've got Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Kamara and Aaron Jones, two running backs on form right now. Devontae Adams Absolutely and Michael Thomas, amazing. the two or three best wide receivers, you know, one in the top three wide receivers in the league, but both yeah. of them are injured. Yeah. So it's going to be a really interesting match, this one. Uh, but obviously, I'm a Saints yeah. fan. I'm going Saints. Is it in New Orleans yeah, or is it in Green Bay? Um, I think it's New Orleans. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I'm, I'm going with, Saints with for the that. the lack of fans, oh, yeah. I'm not sure it really matters that much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I think typically the Saints play well in the Dome regardless, I'm hoping, because they've won mm. against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week in, in the Dome. But I, I'm enjoying that. I'm going I'm going the Saints. Uh, so we've got three completely separate outcomes, haven't we, for, yeah, for we our predictions for the week. Excellent. Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. I think we've got a little bit of time then to talk about some fantasy. How did you get on this week, Kay? Uh, well, with uh, the injury to Saquon Barkley, I didn't do that amazingly. And I, I this week I chose um, Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson mm. because um, Russell Wilson was uh, against the Patriots and I thought Patriots, are, uh, they have a really strong defence and I think it's going to be hard for Russell Wilson to uh, kind of take advantage of that. Mm. But um, Russell Wilson did absolute bits, but he was on my bench. So, um, And as I said, with the loss of Saquon Barkley, I yeah. uh, lost that one. I didn't, I didn't score too high. I think I got like 119 points, whereas my opponent had um, close to 170 or something. Yeah, it's difficult for you. They, uh, I'm just looking now. So you had 130 and Daniel had 184. So that's yes. pretty intense. Um, yeah, it is. But to be fair, we did look at your bench, didn't we? And we kind of figured out that even if you had all of your top play, top performing starters, you still wouldn't have won that game. So there's no, nothing yeah. to be too too disappointed about for that, I think, for you. How about you? 
Um, I won this game, which I'm very pleased about. Um, I've got my first win uh, for the season now, so um, I scored 183 points this week, and my opponent scored oh, 129. I know it's because I had Dak Prescott scored 39, Kamara scored 38, yeah. um, Nick Chubb scored 26, uh, Jonathan Taylor 19, Hunter Henry 14. You know, uh, Justin Tucker 15. So you know, I had a lot of high scoring. Um, positions but my bench was pretty much all zero other than johnny smith actually he's got 24 so um it's a very high scoring game for me this week but um i'm not sure i'm not sure how i'm gonna do next week because these injuries are affecting me quite badly at the minute i've got um philip Lindsay, aj brown chris godwin kenny galladay are all ruled out for week two so fingers crossed some of them are back for week three because I don't know how well these players are going to perform, you know, on back-to-back weeks. Because some of them in there had like Adam Humphreys and Christian Kirk, you know, like they're not, they're not consistent week by week players. No, they really aren't. But um, Christian Kirk didn't do too badly this week, did he? No, did he? no, he's all right. He's all right. And I think um, Kyler Murray is kind of trusted in that he can throw the ball and his receivers will catch it, which is a really big thing, especially for a rookie quarterback mm. or um, second-year quarterback at least. It's really um it's really important to have a good core wide receivers that will throw the ball so you can get um, used to throwing the ball and um, have that confidence that they're going to catch and not get intercepted because once you get intercepted, that's, um, it kind of really takes away your confidence. Yeah, he's definitely putting the trust in his wide receivers right now. Yes, yeah, yes. I think that's all for, for episode three. Thank you very much for listening to episode three of Let's Talk Touchdowns. Uh, I've been Morgan Edwards, and joining with me has been K. Ryan Hines. Um, be sure to check us out uh, for episode four next week, where we find out the results of these three games that we've predicted completely separately, completely differently, gone for three different outcomes. Two di- it was three di- yeah, three different outcomes, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so can yeah, maths, I, I can do maths. I can do maths. I do a maths degree. I should be able to get that right. Um, and we've got all of our usual features as well where we um, pick our favourite touchdown for the week. And we'll have one more explanation for you guys next week as well. Thank you very much for listening. Catch you in the next one. See you.